Welcome to Moments with Marianne. I'm so delighted we're spending this time here today. We have a very inspiring show coming right up with special guest, Marianne Redini Spencer. And she's here to share with us her new novel, The Paradise Table, a Kate Grace mystery. Now, Marianne writes themes of aloha, penning award-winning novels and writing and producing critically acclaimed projects for film and TV. She also works as a TV, print, food, and lifestyle journalist and recipe developer and chef. Marianne is also the creator, writer, producer, and host of the award-winning Healthy Living cooking series, cookbooks, and blog titled Simply Delicious Living with Marianne. This series is broadcast on PBS TV station KVCR in Southern California. So let's welcome to the show, Marianne Redini Spencer. Hi, it's great to be back. Oh my goodness, I am so excited about your new book. I just love it. I couldn't wait to have you back on to talk about this. Absolutely. I'd love to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't you share with our listeners, like, what was the inspiration behind writing this book? Well, when I was writing Lady in the Window, I came up with this idea. It just popped into my head. And the first thing was the title. And I can't even tell you why, because I didn't plan to write a series but when I, I, it, the paradise table just came to me and I knew exactly what I wanted to write about for the, and as I was writing the paradise table, the third book came to my head and the title first. Um, so, you know, and now I have plotted that out. I'm writing the third book in the series, but I can't even explain to you with lady in the window. I was walking down the street it was a beautiful little town, uh, Kutchog, New York, like way out near the Hamptons on the North Fork. And it was just a picturesque town. And I'm walking down the street thinking, okay, now I have to get serious writing my books. And Lady in the Window popped into my head, the title. So I get titles. <laughs> and I have to come up with stories that, you know, ins- are inspired by the title. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Well, oh, hey, you. it is a great title and a great book. So, you know, we're not going to dive all the way into the book because it's a novel and we don't, you know, sure. we don't do that here. But why don't you share a little bit about the book itself? Because I know you've got the main character, Kate Grace. Okay. And I, what I love about this book and your previous book is there's all these mystical things that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, when I, the Paradise Table, it's all about friends and family gathering, enjoying a meal, talking about their lives, helping one another. And that is very much something that they do in Hawaii. Um, They love to do that kind of thing, entertain with family and friends. I grew up in a big Italian Irish family on the East Coast. That is what we did. And we lived for that. (laughs) We lived for eating and having (laughs) fun times with family and friends. And I found that growing up, not only does it help with connection to family and friends, it, it, it's very healing because people talk about their lives, their issues, their problems. They help come together to be mentors to one another. Um, and I felt that I wanted Kate to do that. Now, in the first book, as you know, she's healing from certain losses. And part of what she discovers 
is that that whole community living aloha, enjoying one another, being treating the earth well, treating friends and family, doing unto others in a beautiful, wonderful way. And she loves, she's brought into that same feeling that she grew up with. And yes, I took that from my life, but I think that can be very healing. And in the paradise table, there's a mystery that happens. Um, Kate discovers using her intuition um, that something's quite amiss and she doesn't know what it is. She's getting some dreams. She's getting comments. She's listening. And all these things finally make sense. And a secret's revealed. And that's all I'm going to say. But <laughs> she uses her the feeling. She's very intuitive. And she kind of like assesses the situation and people. And because she cares about people and her friends especially and family, um, she's able to pick up on things that they don't tell. So she reads between the lines. Oh, my goodness. And that is, I mean, your book, you give such a great description of it. I mean, it is really a book that has you kind of thinking as you're reading it. And I love it. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and your characters in this book often talk about their loved ones that are in spirit. And so how are your thoughts around the afterlife? What do you think about that? Well, I totally believe that we live on. Um, I. I do believe in God, and I believe that uh, if we're good and follow his golden rule, we'll get there. (laughs) And you want to be there because it's a fun place. (laughs) And uh, that's also part of the paradise table because in, in the book, you see that she dreams and she has experiences and with her family living on earth, but also some of her family that have passed. And it's in a way, it's like a little bit of a heaven experience. She gets a little, little insight into what that will be. And again, it's all around the table and where, you know, people come together. And uh, so I definitely believe that I've had experiences myself. Um, We don't need to go into them here necessarily, but I, I do believe that there are angels and there's a whole afterlife. I can agree with you more. I think a lot of times too, people can really understand that because, you know, when we have loved ones that have passed, mm-hmm. not all of us have harmonious relationships with them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we are kind of thinking about, gosh, you know, we, we think about them in spirit. Yes. I think, you know, of course, um, we don't know, necessarily know exactly what's going on up there, but I would think they would have tremendous insight and realize their issues. And we learn, you know, we're learning, but I think it's important while we're on this plane to try to live uh, uh, doing it to others as much as possible and giving people the benefit of the doubt and trying to be loving and forgiving and uh, following all those things um, that are, you know, are taught to us in the Bible, but also through living aloha, you know, love, acceptance, tolerance, understanding, um, and really how treating others like you would want to be treated. And I think when we do that, we're, we're learning how to, you know, become more of what we're supposed to be and our lives are fuller and richer and we're happier. So we can experience a little bit of that heaven on earth. Well, it's interesting, you know, when we talk about the spirit of aloha, it's really 
this real deep connection to spirit and to Mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And then also looking at how one would feel about, you know, God's direction for us. And I mean, that it it seems like that all dovetails so nicely together. Yes. And I think we have to sometimes let ourselves be calm, uh, maybe be in nature, just let thoughts and, you know, process that we constantly have to be, I think, studying and learning, but also being aware of our surroundings and trying to see, you know, what is my purpose here? Um, and, and, and how do, how can I achieve that and also have the balance in my life and enjoy my family and friends or help certain people who need help? And I think it just all comes out of that awareness. And part of that is to really understand that we're not just here just to partake of the things that are physical. You know, it, we're definitely spiritual beings. Yeah, without a doubt. When you were writing, you know, the Paradise Table, were there any times that you came up, you know, kind of in your writing process, you're like, gosh, I'm stuck. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Um, I think what I, I like to plot out my books. So I really kind of have a blueprint of what will happen and then fun things happen while I'm writing. Um, I think with this, I wanted to make sure that I um, planted certain little synchronicities or intuitions and things like that, that would make sense leading up to an aha moment for Kate or leading up to solving the mystery. Now a mystery book can be a crime, like a whodunit. Uh, It could be a site, something psychological. And in this case, it's not, even though there is a certain crime that is discovered, it's more, of psychological. It's more of a mystery of putting the pieces together rather than solving, a, it's not a murder, but you know, rather than solving something like that. So concrete where you just like, you know, little clues here and there, it's more psychological. And also it's talking about family relationships. And so there's a lot of things going on in this book. It's not just, you know, a, a secret revealed and, and a mystery solved. It's a lot of people coming to terms with things that are very, that are impacting their lives and healing from that. Well, it's interesting when we talk about table, it really is when we think of our kitchen and our tables, that's really where people come together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that would be a place I think that, you know, you talk about this, this, you know, bringing together and kind of healing process and a lot of it I'm sure happens there, but does it also happen in nature? It does. And that is, I, that's why I love Hawaii. I write about Hawaii, the nature and the beauty of the islands, the ocean, the mountains, the incredible flowers that to me, it's, it's been proven research proves that being in nature is very healing and can help you in so many different ways mentally and physically, that I wanted to bring that into the book as well. And um, I think that's, it's very, very powerful. We can't ignore that in our own lives. And we have to make time to be in nature and just to relax and uh, be a part of it because it's very rejuvenating. Now, earlier we talked about the spirit of aloha. Mm -hmm. Is there like a code of ethics that that includes? Yes. Yes. the spirit of aloha, it's really 
when they say the way of aloha, the spirit of aloha, aloha means with love and affection. It's a way they greet people. It's a way they say goodbye in Hawaii, but it's just, it, it means so much more. It means how you treat someone with love and affection, understanding, tolerance, caring for somebody. If you see someone's in trouble, uh, seeing what you can do to help. It's very much of a community. And I'm probably on the islands too, because you're on these islands. You have to care about community. There's nowhere else you can go unless you get on a ship or a plane. (laughs) So you have to kind of, you know, be aware of what's going on in your environment. And then also how you treat the earth, being respectful of mother nature, taking care of it, because realizing, you know, we might be able to go to other planets and solar systems, but let's keep ours the way, you know, let's like take care of ours so we don't have to do that. Yeah, I mean, the Hawaiian culture is so connected to nature and, you know, just that, you know, that flow that nature has. And it's a great reminder, you know, we're on this planet now, we're not quite at Mars, you know. And I'd like to stay here if possible. (laughs) I'm with you on that. (laughs) You know, and it's, you know, when you watch uh, Hawaiian hula, I always get tears in my eyes because of the movement you know, and the way they express the ocean, the mountains, and it's just so lovely. And there is something about, you know, the wonder and the beauty of nature and of this creation. And I think they're just always giving thanks uh, and praise for it. And I think that's another thing that can bring us, you know, a lot of happiness and comfort is giving gratitude for what we have and really seeing the beauty in this world. And we can choose to not see it, but when you do a whole, th- everything opens up and it, it just makes you a happier person. I, I do believe that. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, one of the things I found interesting about the paradise table is that it really talks about something that I think a lot of families deal with and it's secret keeping. Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it happens because for many reasons, people might be afraid to tell something, um, whether it's a feeling or something that happened or something that they did. Um, And I do believe that secret keeping can really hurt, hurt you. I think it's important to um, look and see in your life and try to heal that. And the way to do that is by talking about it. It's by looking at certain things and accepting it, trying to heal it and move on. If you need to do that, Um, it can also be something where you might notice that something is not right with someone. And so you can be there as support for that person, letting them feel comfortable enough to share their secrets with you and to be there, you know, to help them heal. So there's all kinds of secrets that happen, little and small. In this book, it's it's a big one. Um, but in order to really live your authentic life and also be open to love and happiness, if it's a big secret, you kind of have to work through that because you're going to cut yourself off in ways you don't even realize. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people that have secrets, you know, they, it takes some time to them, you know, to really kind of figure out, gosh, my family keeps secrets Mm -hmm. and I'm part of that trend. And, you know, what do you do to start 
like opening up so that those aren't something that kind of rules your life? Because a lot of people are ruled by it. I think the first part is you might have to journal or write things down to be, you have to be conscious. Like you have to look and say, well, why do I do this? Or if something's not working or if you're, you're not feeling open to something, let's say even to having a new relationship, why, why do I feel closed down? Why don't I feel happy? You know, and try to examine that, you know, work with, you can work with a counselor, but I think a lot of it's what you do, the books you might read. There are many books out there that can help you, but journaling and writing things down has always worked for me. And I know that when you see it on paper, that actual taking that pen and writing it down, um, you're able to look at things a little bit differently. And, um, but it does take a certain awareness. Some people don't deal with it. So what they do is they'll drink or they'll eat, you know, they'll, they'll put those feelings down in ways that aren't healthy for them. So I think it's very important to be conscious. And if you see yourself doing a behavior, um, it might be, you go home and I've been guilty of this binge watch television, (laughs) Netflix series, but you know, I, I don't usually do that, but when I do that, I know what's going on that I have to like escape this much, you know? So that kind of a thing, if there's anything that you do to excess, look and see what that means. Um, you know, I mean, it could be a very good thing. Like you like to go jogging every day. That's good for your, your body or, you know, going to the gym, but are you doing something that's keeping you isolated or that's causing you not to have good health or whatever? And just look at those things. Look at the areas in your life that you want to fix and change, or you want some more joy. And I think, you know, just looking, going for the joy, um, is very important. And you might find out things about yourself and those secrets, you know, um, you'll tap into those secrets. Cause I do think families have patterns, you know, and sometimes learn behaviors and things that happen. It takes a while to break through. Yeah. It's not something that's done overnight. So really it's a, a conscious movement towards making change you know, and, and the same can be said with living the way of aloha. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times people are like, well, you know, how do I get there? How do I even start living a life that has that spirit? I think, you know, with that every day, wake up, give gratitude for what you have, recognize your blessings, what you do have. Um, I think take time to make time with family and friends that is exclusive of a lot of the electronics, you know, set some time one-on-one time, whether it be a walk in nature, whether it be a barbecue, you know, really good time and have those moments that are, you can treasure that make good memories. And I think when you start to do stuff like that, you're learning how to live Aloha. That's so important. You know, in your book, you go over some struggles that, that take place you know, and people, you, you deal with loss in your book. What are some ways that you can, you know, encourage people how to cope with recovering from loss? Um, in my book in, and in my life and what I've seen, it's important to have your circle and it's circle of love, actually. Um, whether your friends, your people who you know that you can talk to, they'll accept you for who you are and they care about you. They're not going to be judgmental. Um, they'll look out for your best interests and you know who they are. It could be family members. It could be, you know, um, 
your girlfriend, boyfriends, whatever. And you're just, that's important to have that circle around you. And also to allow yourself to grieve, go through the stages of what that is. And in and, and doing all of those things, you know, and making healing is a number of different things, having that circle, allowing yourself to grieve, being good to yourself and giving yourself time. And it might be, maybe you need to take a walk along the beach. Ocean's very healing. Nature is very healing. Be out in nature. You'll find yourself, you feel better. And as I said before, research has proven it boosts your endorphins. You know, it makes, it does do something with your mind and your heart. So do those things that you know are comforting to you and be good to yourself and allow yourself that time because it does take time to heal from all kinds of loss. And, you know, in loss of, I deal with loss of a a family member in my books. And um, I think it's a constant process. I think initially it's like overwhelming and then it gets better when you do these things like being with friends and family, allowing yourself time to be alone, being in nature, giving gratitude, you know, praying is so important for me, you know, and just feeling the connection to God is very important. You know, all those things, realizing you're not alone and that this is part, you know, of our journey and um, just allowing yourself to do that in healing. I think, you know, that's some of the first steps. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's, it's such a journey, but I love how in the paradise table, you talk about these topics, mm-hmm. you know, these themes. Was there, uh, is there, you know, as, as you look at your book and it's, it's totality, is there like a major theme that you would say runs through it? There are a few, but I do, it's how friends and family, how we need each other in life to heal, um, to feel connected. And we have to nurture those relationships. I mean, that's a big one. Um, But I also think we have to be, I also have Kate, for example, aware of the surroundings, taking in her intuition, her feelings, you know, what's happening, being aware. So you're going through life aware. And when you're aware, you can help yourself and you can help your friends and the community. And I think in this book, several people are doing that. You know, there are a number of people that are healing from things in, in this in this book. And, you know, how they do it is the, the main joy, I think, is when they come together or knowing that one person is there for the other. And then, and helping them deal with certain losses or grief or secrets. So um, I think that's probably you know, the main, the main theme. That's so important, you know, and it really kind of brings the paradise table to, you know, it's really relatable for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. regardless where they are in their path. And you talk about, and you go over intuition, which I think is real important. A lot of people like to maybe sometimes kind of brush that off. Well, you know, other people are really kind of trying to dive into what their intuition is for them. I, you know, I think that if you allow yourself to be conscious and aware, things happen. You know, you'll, you may notice something. You may notice like a series of events, synchronicities, you know, 
events that aren't necessarily related, but they are, and they give you inform. It gives you information. Um, you might have a feeling about something. You know, you go somewhere and you meet someone and just have a fabulous feeling about them. And so, stay honor that. Stay connected. You know, take their card or whatever. See, there might be some business work you can do with them or what have you. Um, but I also think that if you get a negative feeling, like you can walk into a place and feel nervous or frightened. Like when people buy a house or get an apartment, you know, they'll walk into it and they'll go, yeah, this feels good. Trust that. And, and I always say, pray on it. Whatever's meant to be will be, but we have to learn to trust ourselves and that, and that's huge. And how do we do that? We have to know who we are. You know, we have to know what we, you know, make goals, know what we're looking for. So we have to understand who we are. And when we are, we can be calm and peaceful. And I do believe that we can get information if we're aware. And then we just have to release it too. get it, understand it, either act on it or don't. But how many times have you ever said, oh, I shouldn't do that and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then whoops, something bad happens. <laughs> like, I don't think I should go to that thing today, you know, and then you have an accident, you know, you have to trust, learn to trust yourself because I think we don't even know every way we operate, but we are, we are spiritual beings. So we can get information that's good and bad and, and kind of guiding us if, if we really listen. And then we just also, you know, have to stay connected, say a prayer, you know, and try to make sure we're getting the right message. And how you do that is you just live in line with the golden rule. You can't really go wrong doing that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, your book, The Paradise Table, really talks to that. You know, mm-hmm. it has that spirit woven in it, which I absolutely love. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Well, and I know that you've got some great events coming up. Where can our listeners connect with you and learn more about your work? Sure. Uh, they can go to my name, MarianneRadiniSpencer.com, or an easy a way to find me is AlohaWriter.com. And I'm on Facebook. You know, if they go to my website, there's links to my social media and where to find my books and what the books are about. I even have some videos and um, and I have a cooking blog, which I'm sure the Paradise Table uh, came into play with that because I love to cook and entertain. Uh, So, you know, there's a lot of things on my website and blog. Well, I'm so glad that you're sharing that because I love the recipes that you have (laughs) up there and all the good stuff. I pay attention to that. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show with us here today. I really love it. I always love being interviewed by you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Marianne. It is such an honor to spend time with you. I always love our talks. I can't wait to see what you do next. Again, if you like to connect with Marianne, you can at simplydeliciousliving.com for more information. The Paradise Table is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all indie retailers. And if you don't see it on the shelf, ask for them to order it. Well, we're at the end of our time today. I would like to thank everyone for tuning in. You're listening to Moments with Marianne. And remember, make every moment count.
single moment, your life can change. Moments with Marianne is a transformative hour that covers an endless array of topics with the best of the best. Her guests are leaders in their fields, ranging from inspirational authors, top industry leaders, business and spiritual entrepreneurs. Each guest is gifted and a true visionary, a recognized leader in her own work. And while teaching others to develop, refocus and grow, Marianne will bring the best guest and sometimes a special surprise. Don't miss this. You never know just what moment will change your life forever. Moments with Marianne airs every Friday and Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to tune in and visit MomentsWithMarianne.com for more information.